Welcome to My Autism Tribe, a community of advocates that are linked by autism but bound by strength. This is a time to find our sounding board and shoulders that help us carry life's load without the fear of criticism. We give and receive. We nurture and empower. I'm your host, Susan Scott. We're here today with Erin Sturley. She's a wife and mom, former ER nurse, and current CEO of her household. Her and her husband have three absolutely beautiful children. But four years ago, her and her husband received life-changing news that their son had been diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder. And I know Erin personally. Being a fellow autism mom, our sons were in school together, and I thought she would be such a pleasure to have on the show. Really, you know, we have had times together just as autism moms. And so, you know, today I just really wanted to talk about kind of why having an autism tribe, if you will, is so important. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think first and foremost, obviously, it's important no matter where you are in life or your children are to have a tribe. But it's so life-changing when you get that diagnosis of autism or any kind of special needs. And I think really when you find that tribe of women that have gone through that, like you need that because those are the women who know what it's like to actually mourn for your child and not mourn for them, you know, because it's a physical death, but it's, you know, the loss of the life that you had anticipated, that you had expected, that you'd dreamt of. And I just think that being autism moms, um, we know what that's like, you know, to experience that grief and to be able to say that out loud and people don't look at you like you're crazy. Yeah. I think even before my son, uh, Alex was diagnosed, I knew that something was, there was something wrong. There was something different. Um, and I knew that most likely it was autism, but when you do receive the diagnosis, those words from a doctor that says that is indeed, what is it? You know, for me, it felt like I'd been hit by a Mack truck. You know, I, was really kind of struggling to find someone to talk about. You know, I have an amazing family and amazing friends. And, you know, they were there kind of e- emotionally there, you know, to, for support. But I I didn't have a group of people that I could turn to that got it. People would invite us to go places, but if it was really loud there, you know, having to say, you know, thanks, but I don't think we're going to be able to go because it's so loud. And then being really able to understand that. Anytime that you and I have gotten together with a group of of girls and stuff, it's so funny because we're all like, oh yeah, no, I've totally been there and done that. Oh yeah, that happened last week. Or this may be what you have to look forward to. And, you know, there are, you know, and I, and I say that not saying that, you know, we, we get together and talk about all of the challenges, but because there's also beauty in all of this. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think that um, having this group of women, it's not only like support and information for each of us, it helps us grow. You know, I think there's been times 
I've been able to say like, you know, I'm really sad and I don't feel like I'm in a good place. You know, just sort of the pity party of like, why me? And this isn't good. And like, what's happening? And is it ever going to be good? You know, to just have women say like, okay, we hear you. And we've been there too. But then to watch the, you know, growing period and the endurance and the strength develop and, you know, where you really kind of transform this situation into seeing far more blessings than anything else. I, and I think too, you know, we're talking as autism moms, I mean, they're like, you know, autism dads out there, right? Because your husband's one of them. Um, I think it's just as women, you know, just because we, most of us have the gift of gab and we, you know, we love to talk about it, especially if it's our children, but autism dads are are out there too. And I think it's important for them as well to have just kind of that support. You know, I think it's interesting from the dad side of things. And I only say this just because I know that it was, it was somewhat of a struggle for Alex's dad, you know, because I think, you know, having a son and having those expectations, you know, or, you know, those dreams of playing baseball or playing catch in the backyard and, and, and that may happen, but it may not happen. And with that diagnosis, dads have some emotional challenges too, that they have to deal with. Um, So it's important for them to find their group too. Yeah, extremely important um, for them to have that. And, you know, we face some of those struggles, too, with Brayden's dad. Just as you said, it's it's very hard. I mean, this is like their little boy. And they, too, shared in those dreams and expectations mm-hmm. and the mourning period of what's that what's happened to, you know, life that right. I dreamt of. So yeah, I I think that it's been, you know, awesome for both Seth and I to have other people in our life we can support and they can support us in return and just understand what we're going through. Sure. Having a significant other as part mm-hmm. of your tribe, you know, is important. You of course they're your teammate. But I think it's also important too, you know, you, you know, you're with your significant other. Of course, you're raising your child and um, or maybe you don't have a significant other and you're raise, raising the child alone. You know, just being able to find those outside, maybe non-biased people that you, know, you can kind of turn to. And, you know, I think for me, when I really kind of started seeing this group of autism moms form here where we live, I was I was so excited for one because it's just it's a group of people and it allows me to be able to just kind of hang out and have friends that get it. But what I found was all of the moms, like their children were in different phases. Like there was one mom that she had just received the diagnosis and then another mom that had been living with a diagnosis that her, that her son had received and three, four, five years into it, everyone was Mm -hmm. able to support each Mm -hmm. other. It's like, okay, you know what? Two years ago, we went through this and we got through it or we're still dealing with it. And this is, and this is what we're doing, you know, to kind of cope. 
And it was such a great, I mean, I walked away the last time that we got together, I walked away and I felt so filled. My heart was just overflowing just with gratitude that Mm -hmm. I had found this group of people that just accepted me and accepted my son. Well, I think, yeah, I mean, it's been so wonderful. When we got the diagnosis for Brayden almost four years ago now, I mean, I just remember that initial like, you know, what do we do? You know, we didn't know anybody else. We didn't think we did um, know anybody that had been through this. And it's just like, you know, we were so fortunate and so blessed to be like, just put, you know, in the right place at the right time and on the right path with people that could really guide us and lead us. But there were, you know, a couple years in there where we just, we really didn't have a tribe as far as an autism tribe to be a part of. And um, there's just such a, there was such an immense need for that. You know, and I know for my heart, I didn't want other parents to feel like so lonely and other moms to feel so like lonely going through this process and like all like the questions and like, what do I do? And like, where do you start? Right? Like, I remember thinking all this like information just starts flooding you and you're like, I don't even know where to start. Like what's the most important thing to start with? And you know, what do we do for this? And do we need this? And do we need that? And, you know, and then you also have like on the peripheral, like everyone offering their opinions of what you should or should mean. So to just offer, you know, the tribe that you and I kind of um, are referring to, it, it really just started out like a few of us, you know, our kids were in school together and, you know, it just grew and grew. And, you know, I had shared with you earlier, I mean, I get contacted by people that are like, well, so-and-so gave me your name and we just got a diagnosis of autism and, you know, I don't know where to start or what to do. And, you know, and not by any means do I have any expertise other than the fact that like, I'm navigating this journey too, you know, and I can show up with a bunch of moms that are also navigating that journey and make it just a little less lonely. Yeah, you know, and I think you make a great point because we're all in this journey and our journeys are completely different. It's like every single one of our kids are completely different in their sensitivities and how they respond to treatments. And and then everyone has an opinion or a recommendation. And, and most of the time, yeah. 99.9% of the time, those opinions and recommendations are coming from a really good place. But when you find your true group of people, your your tribe, you know, I I think a, a good tribe is not going to have some of those criticisms or or you know judgments that some other people may have, and we're all kind of in this thing together. And there's something special about having a group of people that you can show up to, and completely just download. (laughs) You will never believe what kind of day that I had. And sometimes you don't even need somebody else to respond. It's just to have someone listen and just knowing that there is someone that, you know, is just gonna, is just gonna care enough to listen. Absolutely. 
And I, I mean, I do think it's great because um, the the tribe of women were all on very different journeys and um, in some cases have chosen very different treatment options. And just seeing that all brought to the table and hearing like just different perspectives and the conversation and just like you said like a no judgment zone like I get it I get why you would choose to do that and I you know I can get your level of despair and you know why you feel like this is important and it's just it's really amazing and fulfilling in so many ways you know and I the last time that you know we were together um you know I think bringing up different viewpoints because sometimes I feel like we we're so we are so in the day to day and the keeping our head above water not only as a parent but most of us are are professionals and you know it's just like oh my gosh you know we're also making dinner for our other children and we are wives and husbands and you know, um, we have other responsibilities in, in life. We're sisters and brothers. And so I think, but, you know, when you start hearing different viewpoints too, they're not necessarily opinions, but, you know, when we were together the last time I had mentioned to another mama that I have never whispered the word autism in front of my son, Alex, you know, that I've, you know, spoken very out loud about it, still being aware of what exactly, uh, what words I'm pairing with the word autism, but, but Mm -hmm. I've never whispered it. And I remember she was like, wow, she said, I never thought about it, Mm -hmm. you know, like that. And so, you know, that was eye-opening to me. But so many other things were said during that our talks that opened my eyes. I'm like, oh my gosh, well, I hadn't thought about it that way. And it was so refreshing. You know, I think I'm constantly, constantly amazed and reminded that, you know, autism is something that is really can affect anyone. And when I, at first, when I had received, you know, the, you know, my son's diagnosis and I was really kind of struggling with, I didn't feel ashamed, but I didn't know how to talk about it. And I never wanted my, my son's diagnosis to precede him, you know, that it was, hi, this is Alex. And then if someone had questions and I would talk to them about it. But when I started having a, a louder voice and started talking about, you know, very proudly, you know, my son, who's absolutely the most beautiful thing and my most prized possession. When I started talking a little bit more openly about autism, I was amazed at how many people were, had been touched by autism. And it was, it was literally at school, at work, yeah in church, you can find a tribe anywhere, really. And this tribe of people, what makes it so beautiful is that all of us are from different walks of life and we have found each other in the most unique way, you know, and we're, we're linked together by this diagnosis. And we may not have been friends or our paths may not have crossed otherwise, but we are, we're, we're strong. We're strong for our kids. And, um, and I think that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I mean, just to 
be able to support each other and celebrate each other and not just each other, but our kids too, you know, to really hear the struggles going on and Mm -hmm. um, different families and see the strength and overcoming those. And it's beautiful to watch and to take part in. And I do totally feel like autism needs a much louder voice, which is so great that you're doing this. But I know for us initially in the diagnosis, I mean, we were kind of quiet about it because we were so worried that it would box Brayden in and that all people would ever see was autism. We wanted so much more for him. And I think that there was some just for me, I don't know that shame would be the correct word, but I, in part of my mourning process, I just went through that process of asking myself, like, what did I do wrong? Like, did I, could I have done something differently? And I really had to come to a place and by God's grace, I did of acceptance that, you know, it didn't really matter. And that I, you know, most likely will never have all those answers, but God had blessed me with this beautiful child. And like, there was a reason I was his mom and I just needed to move forward with that. And as that acceptance came, I did get louder with my voice about autism. And, and I know that, you know, not everybody's there yet, or that's not everybody's way of doing things. And that's totally fine. But for me, there was such a freedom and just putting it out there. This is my son, Brayden. He does have autism, you know, because there's some quirky things he does. And I see people staring, you know, and so sometimes it's just like, yeah, he has autism and he's awesome. And, you know, like he does some quirky things, but it's what makes him great. And, and I've said time and time again to people, and especially, you know, like no matter where you are in the journey, I think it helps to, I would change things about our situation to make life easier for Brayden. But, you know, in all actuality, like when I look at it, like I wouldn't change a thing about the fact that he has autism because I think there's so many wonderful things about Brayden we would have never known, you know, if he wasn't just the way he is, just the way God gave him to us. Sure. You know, we have some really hard days and some really hard, you know, things ahead of us. Um, But he's awesome. You know, he's a beautiful, beautiful child that blessed us, you know, immensely. And, you know, I mean, I I really, I think takes time and I have bad days to really come around to just, you know, these kids with this diagnosis of autism, that's just one little piece of them. You know, there's so much more there. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, you know, and it's, it's funny you said that when you receive the, you know, Braden's diagnosis that, you know, you spent a while just really trying to, what, what did I do wrong? And, and I tell people I, that I spent the next year researching on ways to blame myself. It's like, okay, I'm going to Google this and see if what I did when I was 10 years old had anything to do with, I was almost obsessed with trying to find a way to blame myself. And then you're right. Once I wrapped my head around it, my voice became stronger and stronger and stronger. And, you know, and then I'm like, okay, I, I am so proud. When I started seeing Alex, I, st- I thought about this. I said, you know what? My, some of the challenges that Alex goes through every single day, and yet he, he is, you know, fortunately, he's such a happy, happy kid. I'm like, wow. He, he's going through this. 
I have to go through this. I am going to be his voice until he has a voice, if he ever has a voice. And and we've been blessed that Alex has found his voice. Um, and and yeah. I remember saying to many people so many times, I, I can't wait. And I, I only pray that I will be able to hear my child say, I love you. And so when when that did happen, it was like my tribe, they were the first ones I wanted to share it with. It's like, okay, you know, forget the people at work, you know, I want to I want to like reach out to my people and like you'll never believe what happened. He said I love you. I and just I mean, oh, just to be able whether it's your child or someone in your tribe's child just to be able to like really understand and empathize with like the depth of that mile, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, literally, it's like we give each other like digital high fives all the time. It's like, you know, and it's amazing. I just, I'm, I feel so blessed to have found my tribe and, oh, and yeah. I want our tribe to grow, right? And, and it will, but I, Aaron, I just, I thank you so, so much for not only being a great friend, but just being oh, a great mama to Brayden. And um, I want you to just keep up the great work because I think you're wonderful. And I know Brayden does. You're wonderful too. And I'm so thankful that, you know, you're, you're being a big voice for all of us right now. Mm-hmm.